Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. Happy New Year. And with me in the studio, three of my four co-hosts that join us throughout the year. So glad to have Kimberly Majeski. Happy New Year, Kimberly. Happy New Year, Jim. And then Jay Harvey. How Good are you? Good to see you. I'm great. Happy New Year again. Thank you. And Obadiah. As always, I'm glad to be back, Jim. Always good to have you. And uh, this week on Viewpoint, we're talking a little bit about how each of us is traveling this road of life, looking backward on the year that's just ended and looking forward to the one that is to come. Why would we want you to be at our table? Well, just imagine you're at a Starbucks coffee shop with us and join us in the conversation. We are always glad to hear from you, and we have a 24-hour free telephone number you can dial. 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're by the phone. We want to hear your voice. We want to hear your thoughts, too. I'll give you the number at the end of our broadcast, but know this. Pull up a chair. Join us in the conversation. We want you to be a part of our circle today. Stay with us. We're used to marking our lives with a calendar of time. It's really a solar calendar. We, we mark our time by the way in which the earth rotates around the sun. So in 12 months of the year, the earth has gone all the way around the sun, and that's kind of how we get a year. In our ordinary experience, we're not conscious of that, of course, and so it's just an almost artificial break in our ordinary routines, but it's a good one, isn't it? To stop and to look back where we've been and to think about where we want to go, that's useful in life. We do that on birthdays sometimes, and sometimes we do that on anniversaries, but there's nothing like this New Year's break that gives us pause to wonder. And as you're looking back at the year 2017, uh, and it's been a whole jumble of experiences for everyone, that's the way it is. Think about the headlines, think about your personal experiences, some losses, some gains? Isn't that the way life goes for everyone? Is there something you're glad to leave behind? Something that you just uh, want to take with that 2017 calendar and put it out there on the trash can and never look at it again? Yeah, Jim, um, leaving behind is something um, that has been a little bit painful for me, but then there's also, I think, some good things to come because God really revealed to me that I was holding on to some grudges and it was affecting um, you know, just my walk with him and probably my relationships with others. But uh, it was in the latter part of 2017, the last couple of months that he, when things began to kind of slow down uh, for me, uh, that he revealed that some of the things I was holding on to were grudges, not justifiable right or wrong, and that I needed to, to let those go. And um, I think that also led then to a couple other things that uh, are more maybe immaterial, and that is, how much time am I spending on, you know, the social media? How much time am I spending binging on Netflix, even though it's a documentary? Uh, you know, and so... Watch it. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and some are very useful, but I, I think I was also just kind of uh, withdrawing a little bit. And so um, for me, it's, it's facing things head on, uh, growing, and, uh, and trusting that God knows how to do that best with me. You know, there's always something in the deepest reach of our heart that we'd like to let go of, I suppose, and we don't often take time to stop and think, and that's what this turning of the page of a new year can allow us to do. And as you're sharing there, Jay, I know that some of those things you've identified are not consequent to your own brain. You're a very smart guy, but the Holy Spirit Mm. is working in you. Mm -hmm. I believe that the Spirit of the living God actually can come into our heads and renew the way we think and change the way we view ourselves and the world and make us in the likeness of Christ. And, And when that happens, sometimes it 
it identifies things in us that we want to leave behind. And I so appreciate what you've shared. But as you were talking, I was thinking about my own journey, and I'm thinking, this, this is going to sound so predictable, I suppose. But <laughs> here's what I want to leave behind, about 15 pounds. <laughs> you know, let's, just, let's just put it on the table. Uh, you know, I, I uh, travel. I thought you were going to say chocolate. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not giving up chocolate, <laughs> okay, but I am right. going to discipline myself mm-hmm. in this new year because I travel a lot. Right. And in this last year, I actually... Uh, I'm a runner, and I actually had a little accident while I was running earlier in 2017, which compromised my running game during the year, mm. but it didn't change the way I ate. And yeah, what I've learned right. is that those two aren't <laughs> going together. So, Hey, my, welcome to life with the rest of us, well, you know what? So my it's knee is age. in good form now. I'm, I'm, I've got the green light to get back in the running game mm. and to be a little more careful about what I eat. It sounds maybe incidental and superficial, but honestly, it came to me at the end of the year as I was dining with my mother who had her 97th Christmas at my house. And I realized I have to do what I can to stay in good form to take care of her. I'm all she has. And there's my wife and my children and others I want to live for too. And none of us numbers the days of our lives. But if I collapse or if something happens to me, I don't want to lay in the hospital bed thinking, oh, if I'd only been more disciplined, Mm -hmm. if I'd only been a better steward of this body God gave me. Mm -hmm. And so I've resolved that in this year, 2018, I'm leaving those 15 pounds behind as a kind of spiritual discipline. It's it's not just vanity. It's a spiritual discipline to maintain my physical frame. And that also enhances my spiritual discipline. Because when I'm running, when I'm working out, I'm thinking, I'm praying, I'm talking to God. And sometimes mm-hmm. I get rid of grudges too, yeah. Jay, while I'm doing it. So I'm just saying, there's always something you can leave behind. Glad to have had it with me last year, but you know what? That's enough. I'm not carrying it anymore. Yeah. Right. And life is like that. We all need to, at the dawn of this new year, think about what is it that we might just set to the side and not allow it to slow us down going into a new year. Now, here I'm going to pose a question. We'll take a break, but think about this one. When we come back, is there something that you never want to leave behind? Something that is transcendental in the sense that from year to year, it's an anchor in your life, and you want to be sure that as you go into the new year, whatever you leave behind, you're never laying this down. Think about that. We'll be right back. We pray for blessings. We pray for peace. Comfort for family, protection while we sleep. We pray for healing, for prosperity. We pray for your mighty hand to ease our suffering. spoken need yet love is way too much to give us lesser things cause what if your blessings come through raindrops what if your healing comes through tears what if a thousand sleepless nights are what it takes to We pray for wisdom, your voice. 
fear And we cry in anger when we cannot feel you near We doubt your goodness We doubt your love As if every promise from your word is not enough Here on Viewpoint this week, I'm talking with some of my co-hosts about the year just ended and the one to come and how we're walking through this transition, this marker of life that all of us uh, experience at the turning of the new year calendar page. And think about this. There are some things all of us would just like to leave behind. I, I suffered a loss and I don't want to relive that. I made a mistake and I don't want to do that again. I picked up some extra things. Uh, I don't need to carry those with me. Uh, There are things you just need to leave behind, but are there some things that you have carried with you from year to year that are anchors, things that you never want to surrender, and they become stabilizing platforms, no matter how the calendar reads or what your experience? What do you think about that? Is there something you could identify? Jim, I just retired from the Air Force, and there are some values and some things that the Air Force has instilled in me as a leader. 
And there's one thing that I don't want to leave behind that I want to carry with me for the rest of my life is to be an effective leader. Hmm. Now, I'm going to define this from Air Force doctrine, <laughs> okay? And that an effective leader is a leader that transforms human potential into effective informants. Mm, I love that. In the here and now. Wow, say that again. Okay, an effective leader transforms human potential into effective performance in the present and prepares capable leaders for the future. Now, what I really mean by that is that I need to let go of myself and learn how to mentor others, that they have potential and possibilities in them, and how to awake that, that it will live in them. Mm-hmm. It's serving others. Mm-hmm. It's not about me leading from the front and folks following me from the behind. I want to be an effective leader because God has given talents and capabilities to everyone. And I want to be the one that could be the coach, that can advise, that can counsel, and even be the burden bearer, that their potential can come forth and as they can move forth as capable leaders. Yeah. It's calling the best out of others. Isn't yeah. it? Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, but I, I, I uh, just have to say this. I thought of you the other day. I was scrolling through Facebook, and someone had posted about leadership in the wolf pack. Yes. And Jim, I don't know if you're going to remember this, um, but I know about Obadiah Smith's leadership because I've hiked. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> but anyway, they say, so in the wolf pack, you put sort of the um, older uh, wolves up at the front. You put strong ones um, around them and in the middle. But the leader of the pack is the one in the very back, hmm. making sure no one falls behind or if anything happens, that there's somebody to take care of them. I hiked through the woods with this man. I mean, this <laughs> Air Force, you know, officer. officer. And I led the way, you know, talking and chatting and singing and flitting around. I didn't know anything about what was happening behind me. <laughs> Obadiah was the leader who was at the very back, making sure everybody made it up the hill. And I, when I saw that post, I thought, that reminds me of that walk in the woods that oh, day. Thank you. At the Cove, yeah. And that's the kind of leadership that that you do exude in the world. So I love that, Obadiah. It's it's intentional, but it's part of you. I just want to say I've watched that in your life. And never let that go. Yeah, so much more of that that perspective, I think, is, is needed. Um, I remember my pastor years ago, who's sitting to my right right now, one of the things that uh, has always stuck with me that was um, embedded in a lot of his sermons over the years was, you should always be looking to someone ahead of you as a mentor, mm-hmm. but also looking mm-hmm. back to see who you can help. Mm-hmm. And I think in, in our culture today, there are so many opportunities for leadership conferences, and every church seems to cling on to these, go to a conference, and, and, and they spit you out a leader. But mm-hmm. it just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. You have to exhibit it. You have to be trained. You have to, And some of that training is, is through the Holy Spirit, is, is how you're forged in the fire to, to know how to lead God's way is totally different than just knowing a few bullet points on what to say and what to do. And and people that, you know, uh, people are smart. They won't follow somebody very long when they're not exhibiting those characteristics that God has instilled in us. And so I'm um, glad you said that, Obadiah. That's certainly something uh, needed as we go forward. Well, you know, it's like, it's, it's like about connectivity, even what you were talking about, Jim, about 
um, your um, kind of goal for 2018 and this temple care, you know, your health as a leader, as the person who takes care of your mom, who your family depends on, you know, your health is connected to the health of the people you love Mm -hmm. and the people who are on your team. And so then it becomes selfish, right, to not mm. take care of ourselves. Uh, that's also on my list this year. It it kind of shows up again and again and again. But I have just returned from sabbatical from Anderson University. So I've had the entire fall semester off uh, to research and to write and to pray and think and sit and mm-hmm. uh, drink coffee and sit by the pool and all those <laughs> things. And uh, one thing I'm not I'm not giving up is this margin, mm-hmm. you know, just holding space uh, to be healthy mm-hmm. and to be grounded and um, to, to, to have margin in my life. So mm. it's not always filled with things and places and uh, deadlines and prerequisites, right? It, that, that there is space uh, for me to be healthy and to be um, whole and um, mm-hmm. where I need to be to to do the things I need to do so that the world moves the way it should. Yeah, I realize that for some people listening today, uh, the prospect of developing a margin in their daily routine may seem remote. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may be a single mom who has mm-hmm. to juggle jobs and kids, and maybe some elderly parents, or maybe mm-hmm. you're a guy who's working two or three jobs mm-hmm. just to keep everything afloat. I mean, life is complicated. Mm-hmm. But I think, Kimberly, what you've identified is so true, and and it is so fundamental to experiencing life, and that is no matter what our demands, no matter what is placed on us, and sometimes circumstances or the expectations of others are all kinds of forces that right. move us, our own inner drive. We have to take a moment to take a deep breath mm-hmm. and just stop. Okay. Which brings me to what I don't ever want to give up. When I was 12 years old, I made a decision to give my heart to Jesus. And I don't remember even the guy who was praying with me. Someone came alongside and prayed with me. I was in a large meeting, and I was kneeling down, and someone came and prayed with me. Some guy. I was 12. But I remember he said to me two things. He said, now, you need to go home to your local church and talk to your pastor and be baptized, and you need to start reading the Bible every day. Well, I did go get baptized, Mm -hmm. and I started reading the Bible every day when I was 12. Mm -hmm. I'm 65, and honestly, I think there may be five days in my whole lifetime since then where I did not read the Scripture before I went to sleep. Now, no matter how busy life is, it's a little bit of a margin, mm-hmm. and I never want that to go because I know that if I lose that touchstone, yes. I'll lose something mm-hmm. way, way more important than just the few minutes. And sometimes it may be dry as an old <laughs> creek bed. You know, you're, right. you're reading the right. Bible, and it's like, I'm not getting anything out of this. But it's a lot like, I think, lifting weights. Mm-hmm. You do the reps, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're energized by it, and sometimes you're drained by it. But if you do the reps... You'll find yourself stronger. That's right. Never give that up. When we come back, one more question. We all live in the Word at some point, those of us on this broadcast team. And let's think about what is the Scripture saying to us right now? Speaking of that Word, where is it taking us? What is it stretching us to do? How is it challenging us? How is it reassuring us? We'll be right back.
Whatever happens in the year 2018, we here at Viewpoint want to recommend to you that you get a Bible and start reading it. Maybe you've got one lying around the house and you don't see it too often. We'll find it. Maybe you don't have one. Call us up and let us help you get one. But find a Bible, the Old and New Testaments, we believe to be supernaturally inspired and has the capacity to speak into your life in ways that nothing else will or can. And as we think about that, we want to encourage you to read the Bible not just for a moment, but as a discipline day by day. As we're reading our Bibles day by day, uh, we have moments where the words just jump off the page. And I'm wondering, Jay, as you're reading the scripture, what's jumping off the page at you that's driving you into 2018? Well, it's, it's in Luke. It's Luke 4, uh, starting in verse 16. It says, when he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went, as usual, to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet was handed to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And I have been uh, immersed in this scripture and in this part of Jesus's ministry for some months now, and it's carrying me into 2018. Uh, The inner city type ministry that I um, am a part of is really what this message is all about. Mm -hmm. I I begin to ask myself this question. Uh, When Jesus says, I'm bringing good news to the poor, the question I had was, what kind of good news would that had to have been mm-hmm. to the poor? And, and I think in our culture, what we try to bring the poor are things, which is fine, mm-hmm. but all he brought was good news. Mm-hmm. And that good mm-hmm. news is that there is a time coming where status does not matter, where sin is over, where there are no economic classes, where there are, um, there are you know, everybody's on the level playing ground that, that now as the kingdom is coming, it, we're talking about, but there's coming a time when that will be completely um, set right. Um, the, the blind will see new eyes spiritually for those who thought they knew the message. And, and I just love this because it is a, uh, it's a unifying scripture for every church out there. If we all kind of went back to this before we've defined Jesus into who we want him to be, to fit our church culture. If we went back to this Jesus, there's no wiggle room. (laughs) You're simply with the good news, Hmm. and that's all that's there. But that's enough because it not only changes them, the poor have have the ability to change us. And and God has given something to the poor that, that we need. Uh, yes. as, as believers. So, and that's the, that's the missing link. And, and I didn't ask for this burden, but God has certainly um, just uh, lit me on fire for this. And um, it's hard. It's uh, hard to turn the Titanic, which obviously went down, but you know, I don't know if they tried to turn or not. But, um, but look, but, but it's worth it. And that's all I'll say. It's worth it. It's consuming me. I'm immersed in it. And I love it. So extraordinary, Jay, because we have not discussed uh, mm-hmm. where we've been reading the scripture, but uh, as I have been reading in the last uh, month, actually, I've been in the Old Testament reading Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. It's my custom to read the Bible uh, sequentially. In other words, I, 
I take a book and read it through as opposed to a verse here and a verse there. And so I just, for some reason, was led to Jeremiah. It's a long book. It's got mm -hmm. a lot of chapters. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's a downer sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jeremiah lived in a pretty desperate world. and he had a lot called of, the weeping prophet. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason. He kind of weep reading happens. it. Uh, but honestly, it's so hopeful at the same time. And this said, I feel like I'm being reclothed as mm -hmm. I read it. Truly, mm -hmm. I am. I'm finding it so relevant and so spot on in the world in which I live and walk, both in the secular sense as I read the headlines and in a professional sense as I'm engaged in the ministry. That's my calling. Right. And here's the passage, Jeremiah chapter 22. And he's speaking about the king of Israel at the time, the king of Judah, actually, who is not really much interested in God's way. <laughs> And this is what he says, but a beautiful cedar palace does not make a great king, Jeremiah is mm. speaking. Your father Josiah also had plenty to eat and drink, and Josiah was famous as being a good king mm -hmm. who loved God. Mm -hmm. But King Josiah, he was just and right in all of his dealings. That is why God blessed him. Yes. He gave justice and help to the poor and needy, mm. and everything went well for him. Isn't that what it means to know me, Yes, mm. says wow. the Lord? Wow. Well, that phrase, isn't that what it means mm. to know me, yes. says the Lord? So consistent, isn't it, from centuries before Christ to the very words of Jesus himself, mm. this caring for the pulse of the poor. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what it means to know me, to what? to give yes. justice and to help the poor and needy. And sometimes in my life, I thirst for that powerful minute with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I want to see a miracle. Right. I want to right. have that high. <laughs> I want to be on the mountaintop. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm not spending enough time on the justice side mm -hmm. of the equation, mm -hmm. helping the poor and needy, because isn't that what it means to know me? Mm -hmm. yes. And that's when the blessing comes. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, I that's want right. the year 2018 to be one for myself personally and for the tribe that I call home in the larger Amen. family of Christ yes. to find the power and the energy and the Amen. calling of this, mm. which is everywhere woven through the scripture. That's right. That reconciliation with everyone That's is right. where we all find our identity. And yeah. you can build a fancy house and say you go right. to church and make a show of it, but it's not knowing Jesus. It's right. not knowing the heart of God. Mm. But Jim, you just truly define what it meant to be a true king, mm -hmm. which is totally different from the traditional understanding of what a king is, yes. right, having royalty, sitting on top, right. having servants, mm -hmm. you obey me. You inverted that of what it means to be like Jesus. That's right. right. And that's, that's where it. we want to go, isn't it? Yes. Mm. We're not sure where you are in life. Maybe you are trying to find your way. Maybe you think you know the way. Maybe you're trying to figure out if Jesus is the way, but wherever you are, we're so glad you joined us today, and we hope that you'll give us a call. Reach out and let us hear your voice. Talk to us. Share your prayer request. Ask a question. Share your comments. We want to hear from you. Our number, toll-free, 24 hours a day and seven days a week, 1-800-757-8439. That's 1-800-757-VIEW. We'll pick up the phone, I promise, and be so glad to hear from you. If you'd prefer, though, just to check us out online, we have a website. It's called cbhviewpoint.org. CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope, viewpoint.org. You can read about the ministry. You can also send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, write me a letter. Send it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But however you touch base, by phone, 
on the internet or by surface mail, let us hear from you. Pray with us. Our Father, we're so thankful for the gift of life you have breathed into each of us. Not one of us here on this planet by our own choice or design, but by your appointment. And we pray, Lord, that we will take our lives and place them in your hands in this year 2018. May we live up to your high calling. May we lead others to the same. And may we always have an eye and an ear and a heart tuned for those in most need. We pray, Lord, that the living spirit of Jesus might be in us. Save us, redeem us, remake us, transform us. For Jesus' sake, we ask it. Amen. Amen. Jay, Kimberly, Obadiah, thanks for being with us. Happy New Year to you all. Happy New Year to you. Same to you, Jim. Thankful for all of you. Happy New Year. And for all of us at the Viewpoint Ministry team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. May the Lord hold you close throughout this new year, and we hope you'll join us again next week as we try to help you see your world from heaven's view. Always stay tuned.